Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Jesus, let the veil be lifted. Put up your hands. Say, let the veil be lifted. Let the restrictions over the service break in the name of Jesus. Say, as I put my hands together, I command the restrictions break. Limitations break. Let yokes break. Oppression Break. Opposition. Break. Confusion. Break. Command it to break. We arrest confusion. We bind the voice of the enemy. Somebody pray. In the name of Jesus. Break the limits. Break the weights. Every interference in the atmosphere. Bind it in the name of Jesus. Intercept. 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 In the name of Jesus. Intercept. 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 In the name of Jesus. Intercept. Thank you. Thank you. Before we proceed with the word, we want to pray right now for anyone fighting for their lives at home, at the hospital, on the operation bed, whoever they are, wherever they are, whether they concern you and I or this house or not. If they are in a fight for their lives, anyone that is in a life and death situation, by the blood of Jesus, we lift up prayer for them right now. Across the nations, home and abroad, open your mouth, pray for somebody. Lift up prayer. Intercede. Odima, 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 Oja, Oja. Oja, 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 Ojantum, 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 pray for somebody. Pray for the deliverance. Command the escape of those at the hospital. At home. In the air, on land, on water, intercede, pray for the deliverance, the escape, the preservation of anyone who finds themselves between life and death. Whoever they are, whatever they are, pray for their deliverance, pray for divine escape. Pray for angelic visitations in the name of Jesus. Now, one last prayer. We want to pray and deploy the services of the angels of God. According to Hebrews 1.14, that anyone on the bed of affliction, either at home or at the hospital, anyone who is fighting for their lives at home or at the hospital, home or abroad whoever they are wherever they are whether they concerns us or not in the name of Jesus we send and deploy the angels to go to town to go to the nations to visit people at the hospital at home depressed fighting for their lives in 
either against the virus or any other thing. Let the angels go to work. Let them have angelic visitations. Open your mouth. Put up. Pray for those fighting for their lives. Fighting for their lives at the hospital, at home, on the theater, on the operation table. We send the angels. We intervene by prayer. Divine intervention. Intervention of prayer. Intervention of angels. For all those fighting for their lives at home. Yea, on the operation table. At the hospital. In the air. On land. On water. We pray for their preservation. By the power of Jesus' name. Open your mouth. Put your hands together. Odima, 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 Oja, 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 Oja. Push, push, pray, intercede for somebody. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please pray, pray for me that I will be able to touch and impact somebody this morning across the nations of the world these are difficult times for humanity trying times for everybody everybody is dealing with something everybody is going through something pray that this morning the Holy Spirit will flow through me will use me as a vessel and a tool to help somebody to lift somebody up to impact somebody not to put people down but to comfort, to build, to lift up somebody. Pray for me right now in the name of Jesus. Pray for me right now. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you, Lord, to lift up your people, to bring comfort, exaltation, edification to your people, Lord, to elevate the faith of your people to build them up to free up those chained, tied up bound let them be loose in the air on land and on water at home, abroad let them be loose on time release, release release, release release, put your hands together release, release, release release, release, release Thank you. Thank you for praying. I need you for the noon prayer every day, Monday to Friday. And remember our Wednesday communion service continues at the garden. And I've instituted Friday prayer encounter, 7 p.m. tonight in the garden to pray for families, for our church, churches our nation and nations. I was listening to CNN yesterday and they are projecting that a thousand Americans will die a day for the next three years. One thousand Americans will die for the next three years. It is not right. It's not right. You can call it any name. You can say anything you want to say. I was driving through town the other day going to the Aburi area. And I saw so many people without their masks on. And I saw people not respecting and observing social distance and all that. And for a minute, I was getting agitated. And I heard the Lord say, hey, plead for mercy. Plead for mercy. Somebody say mercy. Say mercy. Nobody wants to die. Truly speaking, nobody with their right senses want to die. So it doesn't make sense when you see some of the things we are seeing on television all over the nations of the world. It doesn't make sense. And instead of being critical of people, judging people, pointing fingers, say, can't they understand? Don't do that. Don't do that. These are not the days to judge, but these are the days to plead for mercy. Say mercy, mercy. And intercede for people. It's very, very important. 
because we live in a time in the history of humanity where whether you like it or not everybody is going through something everybody is dealing with something so the Friday prayer encounter is set apart to build up our most holy faith to make sure that spiritually we are climbing up and we are not going down that we are building up ourselves and empowering the spirit man to be able to rise above the moment through strong intercessory prayers and that's why for the first time we have I'm bringing together over 100,000 believers across the nations of the world the 20th of August to the 22nd to pray to stand in the gap for nations for communities for families and for churches so please go online and register it's the 20th of August to the 22nd of August 48 hours praying through every three hours interceding and believing God to give us the divine capabilities audacity capacity and courage to withstand and to confront all of our fears and the threatenings and the intimidations of the adversary and of men and women that we will be among the remnant that remains when all is said and done that you and I will still be alive will still be here will still be standing and there will be no loss of any one of us nor anyone that concerns us if you believe that put your hands together shout yes please be seated please be seated in heavenly places it's good to have you back in church thank you every one of you for being here and those of you connecting online and to Dominion Television thank you for tuning in God bless you God strengthen you and give you the capabilities to stand even in these trying times I said at the first service that we are living in times in the history of humanity where everything is becoming a risk now a risk to to drive a car is a risk even though you put on your seatbelt people are driving their cars with seatbelt and they're having accidents does that mean you don't have to drive a car you have to why because driving a car is not a luxury it's a necessity people fly and plane crashes does that mean you don't have to fly you have to fly it's a necessity it's not a luxury going to the market going to work going to the bank having people to visit you is a necessity in many areas and it's not a luxury somebody came to visit me the other day he's been trying to see me and I kept on delaying the visit for one month and the pressure was mounting I said, I said okay come and when he came as soon as we started talking he started coughing and I said oh what a day I started thinking about all kinds of things and I said to myself so this guy didn't cough eh? why are you coming to my office to see me when you are coughing you know I started thinking and it was just a cough but I, did, I was very uncomfortable so I started saying to myself that, hey, hey pull yourself together I didn't tell him the way I was feeling so when I said let us pray when I was praying I opened my eyes and he also didn't after a while he opened his eyes and he was looking at me when I, the way I was praying was looking at me so me too I looked at him when my eyes caught his eyes I stopped the prayer and I say on this note God bless you I'll see you another time but these are interesting times where your wife going out to the market she comes back from market she says I have fever or she goes to the saloon come back and she's coughing or her fever it's a risk you go to the bank you go to town a loved one or a friend visits you or you visit them you come back you are feeling somewhere it's like hey have I picked up anything it's like everything is becoming a risk right now even going to church is a risk everything is a risk so how do we make it how do we live how do we exist I have come to one conclusion that has never before one of the major things you and I need to do that is so critical for the believer is to meditate the word of God like never before because there are benefits in meditating the word 
one of the benefits of meditating on the word of God is that it gives you an eye divine exemption and immunity the word gives divine exemption and immunity write it down exemption and immunity you and I need divine immunity immunity two divine exemption that is necessary immunity and exemption three divine audacity 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 three courage four courage courage five confidence 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 so let's begin there are many more benefits I'll talk to you about as we go along so I want to look at Joshua 1 8 Joshua 1 8 this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shall meditate therein day talk to me day and night day and night day and night day and night so God is saying that I need you to give my words undivided attention. I need you to pay attention. I need you to attend to my words or to the scriptures day and night. And there are certain benefits that comes to the believer who meditates the word day and night. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the only way you and I will not just survive but live and make a difference meditating the word of God day and night. Let's look at how we do that. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then shall thou make thy way prosperous and thou shall have good success. So irrespective of where you live Israel lived in the desert and they made their way prosperous and have good success by meditating on the word of God the Torah at the age of 12 years every Jewish child must be able to memorize the Torah meditating on the word one of the benefits of meditation is that it helps you to think on the word. To think on the word, write it down. It helps you to think on the word or focus on the word. Another point and benefit of meditation is that it helps you to speak the word. To speak the word. To speak the word. Another benefit of meditation, meditating on the word, not just leaving your mind blank, open, and just say, I'm meditating. Demons can enter you if you open yourself up. You have to meditate on something. And we meditate on the word of God. We meditate on the scriptures. And as we go ahead, you will see that we don't just leave our mind blank and open to allow the spirits in the atmosphere to enter or to access us. We meditate on the word. We pay attention and attend to his word day and night. That is critical, necessary to make our way prosperous and to have good success irrespective of where we live and dwell. It doesn't matter who comes and goes and who is in power and who is not in power or the state of the economy. God is on the obligation to prosper us and to ensure that we have good success no matter what the condition and the circumstances is. If we meditate the word day and night, he makes a way where there is no way. He makes a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. If you believe it, put your hands together, shout yes. Day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Meditate. Eat the word. 
What it also means is to matter. Matter. The word meditation means to matter. What does matter mean? It means to continuously speak the word to yourself. Speaking the word of God to yourself. Yeah. Doing it day and night. Not only at night, not at day, but day and night, driven by the scriptures. Letting the word of God have preeminence over your thought patterns, over your decisions and your choices. Over your perception. Letting the word have preeminence and dominance over the way you think. Over what comes out of you, over the way you perceive, over your choices and over your decisions. You don't make decisions based on the way you feel. Life is not about feelings. Yeah. I said to somebody the other day, I said, whenever you react, when you are criticized or judged, it's a sign of immaturity, pride. And arrogance. Yeah. Many years ago, I was attacked by a certain individual in this country for so many years. And I reacted every week. So one day I was talking to the Lord and I said, Why? He said, Humble yourself, son. And I said, But don't you see what is being done to me? And he said, when you are criticized or when you are misrepresented or you are judged, look at the life of Joseph. Study Joseph's life. He did not react. He didn't explain himself. He did not judge himself. He left it into God's hands. And God vindicated him at the end. And so he said, it is arrogance and pride and a sign of immaturity when you react to criticisms or to when people judge you. Then I began to stay and I realized that whenever Israel sinned or erred from the ways of God or they went astray, God will always allow a hidden nation to punish them. And the surprising thing about that is, after they come back on course to God, when they return to God, the nation that punished them, God punishes that nation severely. So I realized that serving God is about humility. Humility. Because God will use a hidden nation to call his people to order and punish them. Then after that he has dealt with his people and they turn to him through that hidden nation, then he will turn around and punish that nation. So I realize that when the Bible says judge not that you may not be judged, it's because anytime you point finger at somebody, it's just a matter of time, others will point finger at you. Anytime you criticize or you judge others, you open yourself up to be judged also. For be not deceived, whatsoever a man or a woman sows, that he shall also reap. It is written, as I have seen under the sun, he that sows iniquity and plows wickedness reap the same. The same. So I've come to the conclusion that I am a Gamaliel. And someone said, Papa, what does it mean to be a Gamaliel? I said, a Gamaliel is one who gives people, whether they are right or wrong, the benefit of the doubt. When I was young, I reacted to too many things. But I have learned as I'm maturing, I am not there yet. But I am getting there. Not to react to criticism or to react when people are critical of me. I said to a preacher the other day, I said, when people criticize us, 
the first thing we should do before we react is to judge ourselves and examine ourselves. And if we are on cause, leave it to God. It's a matter of time. And if we are off course, then take responsibility. Improve on yourself. Do better and leave it to God. It's just a matter of time. Judge not that you may be judged. Don't take the law into your hands. Even when you have the power, even when you have the power to do certain things, learn to restrain yourself. Learn to give people the benefit of the doubt. Especially in the times we live in, life is never like the same again. These are difficult times. These are trying times. These are evil days in the life of humanity. And everybody needs some mercy and comfort and not to be criticized or to be put down or to be hurt or to be offended. This is the time if you have ever shown kindness, this is the time to learn to show kindness to your husband, to your wife, your loved ones, your father, your mother, your parents, your siblings. This is the time to show compassion and to show love. I have said in the past, and I repeat myself again, that I'd rather be kind than to be right. I'd rather be kind than to be right. These are not the days to be right and to insist on your rights. They are trying difficult times for humanity. Meditating the world gives us divine capabilities like never before. For all things was made by the world and there was nothing made that was made without the world. Meditating on the world, giving God's unadulterated and uncompromising word, our undivided attention by day and by night gives us divine capabilities to rise above the moment. You know, I was, somebody was telling me about this wealthy man who out of depression of the difficulties of the time jumped out of his apartment 27th floor and died and left over 500 million dollars. Bishop, you have the information? Let, let Bishop read it. Hear this. Yeah, it's Steve Bing. Steve Bing, B-I-N-G. Uh-huh. He jumped to his death from, his, from the 27th floor of his Los Angeles apartment block amid a battle with depression. He was worth 590 million. 590 million. It wasn't the virus that killed him. You know what killed him? Depression. So everybody is dealing with something. Everybody is going through something. These are difficult times. Trying times. You know, I was having dinner with Rosa the other day and in the mix of the dinner, I felt grief. I felt this strong grief was trying to come upon me and spirit of heaviness. And I said to myself, I said, baby, I don't know what's going on, but I'm feeling this grief. So I started praying. And I said, in the name of Jesus, spirit of grief, be a curse. Be a curse. And bound in the name of Jesus, be a curse. Bound in the name of Jesus. And after a while, it, it, it lifted off me and I felt peace. Few hours after, I had a call from one of my precious son in the Lord. And as soon as he called me, I said, hey, how is your mom doing? And he said, uh, she just passed away a few hours ago. And when I checked the time, it was the same time I was praying when I felt that spirit of grief. And it, uh, she was close to 90. But it doesn't matter how old a loved one passed away. It's always painful. Naramankwa passed around the age of 92. My mother, around 84, 85, whatever age it was, and every now and then I still miss them. But I felt the grief of loss, of loss. So when he called me and told me that the mom just made a transition a few hours ago, I wasn't surprised, but I felt it. So these are trying times. 
that is not just the virus that is killing people. This thing comes with all kinds of things, like a snake with many heads. But I declare on authority in the name of Jesus that after this season is over, you and I will still be alive, will still be here. And there will be no loss of anyone among us, home or abroad. If you believe it, put your hands together and say yes. Let's look at Psalm 1. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now what kind of counsel are you walking with? Walk not with the counsel of the ungodly. What kind of counsel are you walking with? Choices, decisions being made by what kind of counsel? What is guiding you? What are you, what drives you? What are, is your decision and perception based on? Bless is the man who walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. There are a lot of counsel out there. Voices, logics, doctrines, philosophies, perception. But I will meditate upon the word of God. And let the word of God have dominance over my thought patterns, my emotions, my choices, and my decisions. Go ahead. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor stands in the way of those who refuse to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The scornful mockers, mockers. Mockers, yeah, they make found of us. Mockers, are you still going to church? Mockers, remember when I got born again, my dad had problems with my church and the founder of my church, and he used to say all kinds of things about my church. And the founder still give your money to that church. And I said to myself, This man, when I wasn't born again, and I was fooling around going to nightclub, discos, everything. He never criticized the nightclub, the discourse, and the life I was living. But now that I'm born again, he has problem with the church. I didn't, get, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. But years after, he began to respond to the things of God and to the word of God as he saw my life that truly speaking, I have been transformed. And that it wasn't the son he had before that this is something new and something beautiful. Hallelujah. Please go ahead. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Where is your delight? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Where is your delight? What do you delight in the most in these trying times? Is it in connection or money? Or in some kind of reserves you build? But, or in the law? of the Lord. Go ahead. And in his law does he meditate day and night. In his law does he meditate day. He didn't say day. He didn't say night. He said day and night. Somebody say day and night. Day and night. Yeah. Because you can meditate it during the day and before you go to bed at night if you don't meditate on the word you can miss it at night. And go to bed with things that shouldn't go to bed with you. You end up having all kinds of nightmare and dreams. Wake up in the morning full of fear and agitation, depression and oppression. And all kinds of things. Mastering you. Because you went to bed not meditating. Not giving attention to the word of God. I refuse to be distracted. Even by the realities on the ground. I woke up one morning, very early in the morning, and the Holy Ghost said, I had it clear in my spirit, in my heart. And he said, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand on your right hand. Only with your eyes you shall behold and see the reward of the wicked. He shall not come near thee. And it was like the Lord said unto me, do you believe it? Look at someone and say, believe it thou this, believe it thou this. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that was when the numbers were rising. It was rising. And the Lord said, A thousand shall fall at thy side. Ten thousand on your right hand. It shall not come near thee. Only with your eyes you will behold and see the reward of the wicked. And I've seen people, I've seen people catch, they tested and they were positive. No symptoms, nothing. Some of my guys, and I have to isolate some of them. One of them, the wife called and said, Papa, what do I do? And I said, let him stay in the boys' quarters. And send food to him, put the food at the door. And then run away. <laughs> Amen. Huh? And leave it there. So he called me and said, Papa, and I said, after 14 days, you have to test again. And after the test, he called me and said, Papa, I don't have any symptoms. I said, I know. But, and I said, don't argue with me. You have to wait. After 14 days, we'll do the test again. And when you are clear, then you can come out. And after 14 days, he did the test again. He said, Papa, has the result come? I said, not yet. Wait. Stay in the boys' quarters. And when the test came, I said, son, you are clear. He said, but Papa, I told you I didn't have it. I said, it doesn't matter whether you had it or you didn't have it. Now you are clear. So you can go back and be with your wife and your children. Hallelujah. Interesting times. I had one of my pastors abroad and he was tested positive, sent to this particular hospital and put in this room where a lot of people who had the same problem who were tested positive were there and over seven people in that same room were there and they died and he survived. He survived. And I said, son, it is not him that willeth, nor he that runneth. But God that showed mercy. Somebody say, mercy, mercy. Come on, open your mouth. Say, mercy, 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 mercy. Clap your hand and say, mercy. Yeah, mercy. Say, mercy. Somebody say, God. And God alone. God and God alone. Meditation. And he Meditation. shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Yes, he shall be like a tree Planted by the rivers of water. If you meditate the word day and night. Like I tell you, you always be fresh. Not aging. Always fresh. Planted by the rivers of water. We shall not. We shall not be moved. We shall not. We shall not be moved just as a tree planted by the water side. We shall not be moved. Sing everybody one more time. We shall not be moved. Yeah, we meditating on the word of God. It helps you to take root downwards and helps you to bear fruit upwards. It gives you deep roots and it's not arrogance nor pride. Yeah. Sometimes people can look at your confidence, your audacity and your courage and interpret it to be arrogance or pride or lack of common sense. No, 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 no. We still have common sense. We do. Yeah. That's why you can sit in the car and you see somebody have accident. You are using your seatbelt and everything. And you are in the car and somebody have an accident. But you are still driving your car. You don't throw your car away. No. So you maintain all the protocols and still do all that is required of you, whether in church or at home, irrespective of the challenges and the difficulties we find ourselves in. Because everything is a risk, and faith is also a risk. 
Faith is a risk. A calculated risk. Go ahead. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Bringeth forth his fruit in... You will bear fruit no matter what. No matter the time, you will bear fruit. But then he said, in his season. One of the reasons why there is no need for jealousy and envy, eh? ladies and gentlemen, everybody has their time that God has appointed for them. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. You will bear fruit in your seasons. Learn to celebrate with others in their time and in their season of blessing and prosperity because yours will also come as long as you are meditating the word of God day and night. Your season to bear fruit shall also come. So there is no need to be jealous. There is no need to be envious of anybody. Your season is coming. I see your season at hand. I said your season is at hand. Put your hands together and say yes. You know, Job 14, 14, he said, For all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. I will wait till my season comes. Your season will come. If only you meditate the word of God day and night, pay attention to the word of God day and night, your season of elevation, your season of promotion, your season of exaltation, your season for relevance will come. You don't have to bow, bow mouth anybody. You don't have to undermine anyone. You don't have to speak ill of anybody. You don't have to destroy anybody. Wait for your season. And when your season comes, you might be in prison like Joseph. But they will call for you and you will come from the prison to the palace. It doesn't matter who tries to put you down. Ladies and gentlemen, you can be at the backside of the desert like David. When your season comes, they will call for you and make you king. Is anybody hearing me? If you believe your season is at hand, open your mouth wherever you are. Put your hands together. Shout yes! When the prophet Samuel came to the house, David was not among those who were called to be anointed as a king. He was disregarded. He was disregarded. Nobody remembered him or cared about him. He wasn't counted among those who could be king. He was at the backside of the desert. He was written off. Hear me. Sometime eh, you can be written off. And it's only because your season hasn't come. Yeah. Sometime when people ignore you, don't fret. Don't worry. It's not your time. Sometime when people reject you, it's because you are the chief cornerstone. For the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So sometimes don't see rejection as being undermined or being set aside. Sometimes rejection is a statement from God that you are the chief cornerstone and it's not yet your time. It's not yet your time. Don't fight people. Don't do it. Sometimes you will even see people you taught, you train, being elevated. And it looks like they are exalted above you. Don't let it bother you. It's their season. Be happy for them. Rejoice with them. Your season will come. I said your season will come. It's just a matter of time. Somebody say it's just a matter of time. But between now and then, you have to keep meditating the word. Yeah. Because if you don't meditate the word, pay attention and attend to the word. Jealousy and envy, the flesh, carnality will enter your heart. I'm telling you. That was a problem of King Saul with David. He was worried about the young man rising up. He was worried. Everyone
one of us have a season in life. And there are different seasons of all of our lives. Different seasons. Hear me. Your relevance at any season of life has everything to do with your meditating on God's word. If you make the word of God your focus, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. If the word of God is your focus, if you are driven by the word, if the word has control, dominance and preeminence over you, your attitude, the way you think, your thought pattern, your behaviors, choices, decisions, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you, you will always be relevant. It doesn't matter what, because the word of God is relevant no matter the seasons. Is anybody hearing me? Put your hands together. Say yes. No need to be jealous. No need to be envious. No need to complain. Keep meditating the word. And you will be like a tree planted by the waterside. Nothing will move you. Paul said the other day, nothing moves me anymore. That doesn't mean you don't feel fear or intimidated. Oh yeah, you do. We all feel fear intimidation. Every now and then you feel it. I remember I was saying at the first service when we were going to the Mount of Transfiguration. I wasn't told that it was that high. And they didn't tell me the process of getting to the mountain. So we began to climb. We were driving. And then when I saw the way the car was moving, then I looked back and I looked down and I saw the distance between where we were and the ground and we were still climbing, and the road was some way, I said to myself, I should have been told. Somebody should have told me this is a trap. This is a setup. I was wearing my seatbelt, and I started praying in tongues. And I started calling for angels. And I started praying for the driver and the car, securing the way. Father, remember me. Heavenly Father, mercy. Mercy. And then when we went to the top, it was beautiful. Then when we were coming back again, the, the, the route and everything, I said, I will not come here again. No more. And I said, I should have been told. I should have been told. And if they told me or I watched it on video and I saw them, I wouldn't have come cry. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has been to the Mount of Transfiguration before. Anybody here that has been to the Mount of Transfiguration? Anybody here? One person, one day, one day. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop, I know you, you weren't worried, cry. You were fine. But me, I had issues. I had serious issues with climbing the Mount of Transfiguration. I didn't like it at all. And I started feeling very bad. And I said, they, they, they deceived me. They didn't tell me. And the fact of next time, I won't go. Yeah, I'm not going. Those of you who believe in heights, you can go. Me, I have issues with that. I'm not climbing the mountain. Jesus is no more there. He's on the right hand of the Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. But everybody is dealing with something. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are one that meditates the word day and night, it doesn't matter what the season and the time is. You will always be relevant. But if you don't meditate the word, you become envious and jealous when it's the seasons of others. In his time, he maketh all things beautiful in his time. So when it's not yet your time, most times people will reject you. And sometimes you literally be disregarded, sometimes disrespected, dishonored, yeah. Yeah. And it will be like you are not there. And you see others being praised. Yeah. Celebrated. And it's like, what is wrong with me? What have I done? You haven't done anything. It's not yet your time. So you see other people bearing fruit.
fruit and there is no fruit or even leaves on your tree, don't worry. It's not yet your season. Because when your season comes, if you are meditating in the wet day and night, you will bear fruit. Yeah, believe me. When your season comes, you will bear fruit. Sometimes the reason why we react, we become jealous and envious of people, critical of others, speak ill of others, is because we lack understanding that it's not yet our season. David was at the backside of the desert. And when the prophet came, he took the oil and he thought it was the first one. Kept on going, 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 and nobody was qualified. The oil won't flow. And he said to Jesse, do you have any other son apart from this one? Is there any other one apart from this one? All these are disqualified. God has disqualified them all. Hear me. Don't worry about those who are in haste to have recognition or to have relevance. Don't worry about them. Let them go. Let them go. When your season comes, they will be set aside. And the king will say, let me hear what you have to say. When Absalom died, when Absalom died, there were two people running. The first guy went ahead. And when he got there, the king asked him, the young man Absalom, is he well with him? He didn't give the king the answer he wanted to hear. And then there was another one coming from the back. And the king said, set him aside and let's hear what this one has to say. So sometimes eh, people may go ahead of you. Sometimes some people, they, they, they are in haste to be seen. They are in haste to be recognized. They are in haste to succeed. They are in haste to make it. Don't worry about them. Let them run. Let them go. Take it easy. When your time comes, when it is your season, I said when it is your season, when it is your season, then shall men know that the Lord is the shield around you, your glory and the lift up of your head. It is God that gives that promotion. If you believe it, put your hands together and give God praise. The Bible said, he that believeth shall not be in haste. Shall not be in haste. Don't be in haste. Rejection doesn't mean disqual dis disqualification. Rejection doesn't mean you are disqualified. It only means that you are the chief cornerstone. You don't fit in right now because the building has just started. The construction just started. The chief cornerstone comes at the end of all things. So you may not be needed right now. So nobody will recognize you or want you. Others will be celebrated. They will praise others, speak well of others. Don't worry about it. Before the building is finished, they will come for the chief cornerstone. You didn't hear me. That was a good place to put your hands together. They will come for you. I said they will come for you. Uh, let those who are in haste go ahead. After everyone was disqualified, they came for David. Where was David? At the backside of the desert. He wasn't on the scene. He wasn't part of those who were qualified. Yeah. God does not call the qualified. He calls the unqualified and he qualifies them. Is anybody hearing me? You didn't hear that. If you heard it, you would have put your hands together. I said God does not call the qualified. He calls the unqualified and he qualifies them. You know why he does that? So that men will know that it is God and not man. So that men will know that it is not him that willeth nor runneth, but God that showed mercy. Put your hands together if you believe that it is God that showed mercy. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth he shall prosper. No demon, no devil, no witch can stop your prosperity. The key to your prosperity and your success 
It's in your meditation of the word. It's in your ability to constantly meditate the word day and night. Stop. I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying that witches and demons don't fight and attack. That. That's not what I'm saying. But the truth of the matter is that if you can avoid the distraction, because what they will use is to distract you, hinder you, prevent and stop you from meditating the word day and night. So if you can also block them from distracting you, if you can block them from getting hold of your attention and you give God the undivided attention, ladies and gentlemen, the key to your prosperity and your success is in your hands. And it is determined by your personal meditation on the word of God. See, I hear you. Okay, come with me quickly. Let's look at, let's look at this scripture. Proverbs 20, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to verse 22. My son. My son, attend to my words. That is my, attend. What are you attending to? What do you pay attention to? Incline your ears. Incline thy ears. Unto my sayings. Get all these distractions and voices in your ear. Get rid of them. Incline your ears. Not to the sayings of men. Not to the philosophies or the logic or the wise sayings of men and women. Incline thy ears to my sayings. Go ahead. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep looking, them. looking, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Set your eyes on the word. Go ahead. Keep, Keep them, them in the midst of thine heart. What is in thy heart? What is in your heart? Is it offenses? Is it unforgiveness? Is it bitterness? Is it head pain, arrogance, pride? What is in your heart? What is in your heart? Let the word of Christ dwell richly in your heart or in you in all wisdom. In all wisdom. What is in your heart? Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hmm? Go ahead. For they are life unto those that find them uh -huh. and health to all their flesh. Life! It will give us divine immunity and exemption. Life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Let the word of God be life unto you and let it be health to all your flesh. In the name of Jesus, say yes. Come with me quickly to Genesis 24. Genesis 24, verse 63 to 64. And I think I'll stop here. We'll continue Wednesday at communion and next week Sunday. And Isaac went out to meditate in and the field. Isaac went out to play. No, sir. He went out to visit a friend. No. Come on, somebody. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field. In the field. In the field. What do you do when you go out of your house? And Isaac went out to the field to meditate. Look at the benefits of meditation. Go ahead. And he lifted up his eyes. And at, hear me. At even time. At the place of meditation. At every, so he has been there for a while. He had been there. Feeding on the word. Receiving fuel. Receiving energy. Divine capability. Oxygen. To keep his spirit alive. And at every, after a long time of meditating on the word, he lifted up his eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, may I announce to you that your cameras are coming. I said your camels are coming. Your camels are coming with your expectations upon the camels. If you believe it, put your hands together. Shout yes 
Shout yes! Shout yes! Your camels are coming. He could only see his camels coming from the field during the time of meditation. Go ahead. And Rebecca lifted up her eyes. Mm -hmm. And when she saw Isaac, uh -huh. she lighted off the camel. <laughs> you know, I told him at the first service that at this point I'll leave it to Bishop Obodai and to Bishop Ben because this one, there's some deep things there for marriage couples. Yeah, so I'll leave it there. But it was at the place of meditation. He was inspired by the Holy Ghost to lift up his head and that which he lacked and did not have, he saw it coming on the back of the camel. And the Bible said when he saw Rebecca, he loved her and he was comforted. <laughs> That's another revelation. I don't want to get in there. But let's stand on our feet and pray. Thank you. I can't give you everything today. Are you clapping? Right now, we want to pray and we want to intercept every evil in the air. You see, this COVID-19 has introduced all kinds of things. There are all kinds of things in the air. The depression, causing people to jump off and take their lives. Confusion between husband and wives. Unnecessary fightings. Misrepresentation between siblings, loved ones, divisions, tribe. There's all kinds of things going on. But this morning, any advantage the enemy has over us, our nation, our churches and our families as a result of COVID-19 by the power of Jesus name we intercept it we bind it in the name of Jesus we untie and we release all those oppressed depressed bored lonely confused in the name of Jesus whoever they are wherever they are we command we issue a command let them be acquitted and discharged. Let the oppression in the air be broken in the name of Jesus. Let every evil in the atmosphere, you see, let me tell you something as a spiritual man. I've been watching this thing uh, and this season. It looks like the common thing in the air is the, what I call a dead wish. I've never experienced this thing like this time. It's like there is a dead wish in the air where for whatever reason, if somebody dies, the COVID, COVID. If somebody is sick, to the point where I have to even check myself. Because the reason why I'm doing that is, I'm telling you this is because there are few people who have been ill during this time. And it's like, as soon as they call me and they tell me, the first thing my flesh wants to do is, have you, have you checked? Have you checked yourself? Is it covert? And I'm beginning to see that, hey, hey, this thing is a dead wish. It's like something is in the air that just wishes to take people's life. And that we just yield to it and we are just believing that the thing kills. So when you get it, you will die. So as soon as somebody gets it, it's like we give up on the person and it's like the person. And I prayed for a lot of people. I don't want to mention his name. I prayed for people who I know who got it and their whole house got it and they are still alive. They didn't die. They survived. I'm telling you, strong situation. And they come and I say, I say, you are not going anywhere. You are not dying. Greater I see that is you than he that is in the world. We bind this covid 19 we cast this virus but let me tell you what it is it has brought some kind of a dead wish and it the thing is in the air we intercept it we cast it we bind it somebody open your mouth put your hands together intercept 
every dead wish in the air, in the air, is in the air. I will a rim, a rim, a rim is in the air. Curse it, intercept, bind it in the name of Jesus. Somebody open your mouth. Wherever you are, at home, online, here at church, open your mouth, intercept it. Intercept, intercept, intercept. Let it be a curse, a curse, bound in the name of Jesus. Bind it in the name of Jesus. that you were blessed by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851 or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.